0: Hey, this just in, Uh, we got amazing players already at Georgia and more amazing players coming in.
1: Well, that's something.
0: We have talent across the board, and oh, this just in, what if I were to tell you that we have an offensive coordinator that is not going to drop off one bit? Tread carefully,
1: my friend. You're into dangerous waters.
0: From the elite status that Georgia has ascended since taking over the SEC and becoming the standard, what if I was to tell you that we have an offensive coordinator that will just continue The standard Mm. next on Locked on Bulldogs.
1: You are locked on Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On
0: Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Locked on Bulldogs podcast. You know that that's the podcast because it's written right here on the middle of the YouTube screen and because it's over Clint's left shoulder right now. Uh, That's the name of the podcast. If you're listening, you can't see any of those things. And so it doesn't really matter. What the what's over Clint's left shoulder or not. Um, if you're listening on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, thank you so much for doing so. Leave us a five-star rating and review. If you're watching this on YouTube and you are keenly interested on, what, on what's happening over Clint's left shoulder, then please go ahead and follow the audio side as well so that you can listen to the pod when you're on the go and not able to watch YouTube. That helps us out a tremendous amount. We don't ask for a lot from you guys but that is something that you can do to help out the pod if you choose to do so uh clint today we're going to kind of follow up on a conversation we had yesterday now yesterday if you missed the show go back and listen go back and go ahead and check that show out because ryan puglisi uh four star 2024 quarterback recruit Big time quarterback talent Mm -hmm. out of the state of Connecticut, up in the Northeast, playing at uh, Old Avon Farms Prep in Connecticut. He was on the show. And let me just say this, Clint, if I may. You may. That young man has got just a head on his shoulders that is. Look, it is enviable.
0: Look, that kid knows what he's about. I said this on the pod when John Garcia. Now, look. Do we want more talented people in Georgia? Sure. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, we like that.
0: Am I fine, rolling with Ryan Pugliesi and missing out on Raiola? I am. Do I want Raiola? I do. Sure. Two things are true at the same time. But mm-hmm. if you listen to that young man, let's roll. L- the kid, he has it. Now mm. you can see.
1: You watch the tape. He's very physically gifted. Ooh, very. But it takes a lot more than physical gifts to play the quarterback position. I present to you Anthony Richardson. (laughs) But he has that that velocity. He can do
0: backflips.
1: Brian, Brian, He didn't even land the backflip. He did not
0: land. If there was a better picture... All the talent and all the hype to fall down. It just is. It's funny.
1: Ryan Puglisi is just, what a a great interview. Really, the kid handled himself really well. And so uh, go back and listen, watch that episode. But today, we're going to follow up on something we talked to him about, which is the transition from Todd Monk into Mike Bobo. Now, what would he know about offensive football? He's only uh, one of the elite quarterback prospects in all of the country. So he wouldn't know anything about uh, people ability to um meanwhile many georgia fans um go tailgating every saturday and that qualifies them to know that mike bobo is a terrible offensive but i've lived
0: in georgia my whole life and i've watched Ah. cbs and i was part of it way back when before all this newfangled stuff was around i see and so i have rights over these young men okay well you
1: said clint you said that um George is not going to drop off one beat, but those are just your feelings, right? Those are just things that you hope to be true. Well, what if we supported those feelings with a few, I don't know, facts?
0: What What if we were scientists and we just observed the data in front yes. of us? Yes. Now, we have this data that we're observing. We observed it very well. We have our friend Ben Leathers did us a great favor. The Leather
1: Man is what I'm going to call him. Ben, can we call you that? The Leatherman. You remember that Jimmy Fallon Horatio <laughs> Sands skit on uh, Saturday Night Live? The Leatherman. That's what I want. Ben Leathers. Tell him no, Ben. The Leather. The Leatherman. I feel like you're okay with it, Ben.
0: I feel like I feel like I can say it feels so buttery soft. it's well,
1: <laughs> now, Ben, you would want to tell him no about that. you all would right. want to draw the line somewhere,
0: so Ben leather is over on Twitter. We're gonna give out uh his Twitter handle uh here soon, but gave us he he's asked us not stats.
1: to, but it's fine. We're gonna give it out anyway. we don't we don't we're not we don't even care. We don't even care. Ben <laughs> is a scientist. See, this is the thing. Ben knows about numbers. He knows about data. He knows about yes. analytics. He knows about Good. statistics. Uh, and mostly he knows how to run that spreadsheet. And um, and so we're not scientists or gurus of any kind. but But we do have friends in high places. And Ben is one of those friends. And so let's Let's begin to look at some of this um, data that we have here. And I'm going to start simple.
0: Start a simple, Daniel. Dan's going to talk to you about this. I'm going to be right back. Dan's going to start this.
1: Yeah. If you're watching this on uh, the YouTubes, I'm going to put a little graphic up on the screen right now. If you're not, I'll just describe what uh, people are looking at. This um, This is the last five offensive coordinators at the University of Georgia. And this is their recruiting score versus their points per game. And so as you read from left to right, the worst average recruiting score on campus is in terms of quality of the players on campus is on the left. And the highest quality of players on campus is to the right. Now Todd Munkin's all the way over on the right, meaning that Todd Munkin of all five of the last five offensive coordinators had the most talented players on campus, uh, James Coley, slightly less talented players than Todd Munkin, but did considerably less than the with those players. We're talking about Todd Munkin somewhere in the neighborhood of 37 points a game, while James Coley just oh. barely over 30 points a game. With, Jimmy C makes a with, reappearance with on the With players not, not quite as good. Jim Chaney, on the other hand, quite a bit worse average talent than James Coley, but was able to produce even more with those players. And then I'm not even sure why Schottenheimer's on this list. I don't want to see it. I don't want to talk about it. He's the worst offensive coordinator that is on this list. And then you have Todd Bobo over a Mike Bobo. I'm sorry, rather on the left, Mike Bobo averaged just over 34 points a game with his teams. And yet the worst average talent score recruiting score of all five of those offensive coordinators. so in layman's terms Clint, Mm -hmm, i'm gonna pull the graphic down off the screen in layman's terms what that means is okay mike bobo scored almost as many points per game as todd munkin who had the best roster any georgia offensive coordinator has ever had mike bobo scored almost as many points as he did the second most of any more than any other coordinator in the last five years at Georgia. And yet of all five of those guys, he had the worst players of all the offensive corners, meaning
0: he did significantly more with significantly less talent. These are the I, facts. I don't know. if you, Let me, let me understand this one more again, facts indicate this regardless of what I feel and think he has done more with less than any offensive coordinator
1: that's accurate okay more with less now let me ask you well let's go to segment two and then i'll ask you this question in segment two but.
0: uh but first we're going to come back after we tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel, mm-hmm. right now the nba is halfway through its season Daniel. i don't know if you understand that midway point of the nba season is here towards and now playoff the perfect time. time it's getting close to that playoff time daniel we mm-hmm. got them playing games uh, we oh, got Lord them. knows what the tournament even looks like. Do people what? just play in all just, sorts of other sports? I teams. have no idea.
1: 10, 12. I don't, I, how many you know teams? what I know when oh. there's games on TV? Yep.
0: I can bet on them. You and can go bet to on them. FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because customers get a new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, it's safe, to secure, and super easy to use. Mm. Daniel, I love going over there. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Or just combine all those things into a nice little parlay. Get yourself going. It's fantastic. Exactly what you want. FanDuel even lets you combine all of those for bigger payouts. So don't miss the chance to get the no sweat first bet up to $1,000. And bonus bets, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports book partner of the NBA.
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Clint, um, the question that I ask is uh, simply this. Does Mike Bobo has proven he can do more with less talent? Do you think with more talent he could do more less or the same as he did with less talent
0: daniel there's a famous saying if you want to see about somebody's future results
1: okay what do you go to
0: where do you go where could you even go you go back to what they have previously resulted in daniel and so if i were to tell you that yeah more talent around him Equals more points because Mm -hmm. he's done less with more. And now you give him a better product on the field and a better structure and a better head coach and a better system and a better culture and a better defense. Everything's elevated and he's already done less. He's already done more with less. Now you give him all the things. Of course, it means more is to come. Daniel, who
1: didn't. Mike Bobo have the last time he was the offensive coordinator in Athens. What? Head coach. King of college football, I'm thinking of. Wasn't present on the sidelines and in the on the recruiting trail when Mike Bobo was there. Without Kirby Smart, I know Kirby doesn't coach the offense. And that's the big point that people are trying to make. But he does bring in the players. Talk to Ryan Puglisi. Yesterday, Notice. Kirby Smart brings in the dudes, and if you give Mike Bobo talent, he's just going to be able to do all the more with it. Um, uh, interesting uh stats and fact from Ben, um, uh, Mike Bobo is going to have more five-star offensive linemen. Are you ready for this, Clint? Give it to me this year. Uh huh. Then he had. In his entire tenure under Mark Richt. Do you understand what we're trying to say? That's not like one year or two years that we're looking at there. We're looking at a a span of 106 games he was the offensive coordinator under Mark Richt. Eight, nine seasons. And uh, maybe seven, eight seasons more five-star offensive lineman this year than he had in that entire time. And then just extrapolate that out to all of the other position groups. Look at the talent in the quarterback room, the stacked on stacked talent in the quarterback room. Look at the talent in the skill positions, the pass catchers that he's going to have access to. It's, it is a loaded locker room, and Mike Bobo has proven that he can do he can produce exceedingly more even with less talent. And so you give him more talent, he's going to uh, produce even more. We're going to come back in the next segment, and we're actually going to talk about the other side of this coin because the argument goes something like this, Clint. Okay, say more. But Mike Bobo's teams didn't win very many games. Sure, sure. They didn't. Win. And you know what I've heard is winning is why you play the game. You play you to, to win, win the game. Okay, there we go. And Mike Bobo wasn't able to do that. So that's why he sucks as an offensive coordinator. We'll cover that in the third segment. And uh, Ben may have actually prepared another visual aid for Come you. Come on.
0: Come on. Come on. Man. Here we go. We're back the, from that.
1: The Leatherman. The- back with another visual aid. The Leatherman. <laughs> I can't get away from it. I'm never going to get away from it. We're here. It's the 199, by the way. Bonfire.com slash door slash the 199. Listen, if this type of segment goes well. Ben's gonna try to create. He's gonna create regular content for the pod. If this type of thing goes well, if it's well received, maybe the one ninety nine store will end up with a Leatherman T shirt
0: in there. You
1: never know.
0: You you you're calling the Leatherman T shirt already. I love
1: Le- it. I'm saying maybe. I'm saying it could happen. All right, Clint. The dumbest argument I've ever heard about Mike Bobo goes as follows: Georgia didn't win enough games with Mike Bobo as the offensive coordinator, and therefore Mike Bobo is not very good as the offensive coordinator. Well, that could be true. Okay, it—it's possible,
0: right? But does it have to? Does that have to be true, Clint? Here's the deal. Here's what we're trying to say. We've said on this podcast, Mike Bobo, not a good good head coach. No, he was not. He's an exceptional offensive coordinator. And when you talk about winning games, you say, well, he didn't win games. First of all, he wasn't head coach. Secondly, he's a great offensive coordinator. Thirdly, Kirby Smart wins games all over the place, and That's he right. has this thing called defense lockdown on his end. Mm. So if you're talking about what Mike Bobo is responsible for, here's Mike Bobo's responsibility. Are you ready for it? Because yeah, it's complex. It's very, it's very, very intricate. I'm, to I'm not listen. sure. Okay. To score lots of points.
1: Oh, interesting. Because it just so happens, once again – He did score a lot of points. Second most points scored average per game by any offensive coordinator of the last five, just under Todd Munkin, right at 35 points a game. Now, the interesting thing about this graphic that I just put up, if you're watching on YouTube, is that it's the same graphic as earlier, you'll notice. All the dots are in the same places, but this time, the dots are significantly different sized and colors, and if you look... What you'll see is that the size of the dot corresponds with how many points per game the defense allowed during the tenure of this offensive coordinator. And so you end up with some fairly small dots when it comes to James Coley, Todd Munkin, and then you get over to Mike Bobo and you see that... The defenses that played when Mike Bobo was the offensive coordinator allowed far and away the most points per game of any of the Georgia defenses in the last 20 years. Is that
0: his job? I can't remember, Clint. You mentioned what his job was earlier, and was it to coach the defense? Let Let me say again. His job is to score points. So
1: he's good at scoring points. He has bad defenses. What if we gave him better defenses and better players? Okay. Do we think By he which. would win? Now, it's a complex question. Listen to okay. all the choices before you right. co- before you respond. I'll try. Do we think he would win more games, okay. less games, mm. or the same number of games
0: if he had a better defense, uh-huh. way better defense, Yeah. B- some might say the best in the nation. Some mm-hmm. some may say better defenses that he'll play in the SEC all year long as he sits and learns for a couple years, possibly playing the best defense. Who's going to get five players drafted in the first round again? Okay, so yes, but that. wait,
1: defense. also better players. Some may say the best okay. players in the nation. Okay, some so, well, may say players that are better than any other SEC schools play. All that stuff. Same stuff applies. Okay, so he's got better defense. He's uh-huh. got better players. Do you think he's going to win the same number of games, more
0: games, or less games? This is why. This is why other fan bases just confuse the hell out of me, Daniel. Mm-hmm. When they it's hire me- fraudulent Notre Dame offensive coordinator Tommy Reitz and try to say it's the same, it's not the same because our guy again, wait, statistics have backed it up, has done it with less talent, and That's now right. he gets 60th more.
1: ranked offense. 12th most talented team in college football. That was Notre Dame.
0: Oh, wait a second, though. But wait see, a second. Let's see what so, happened. So was, what Bobo's going to do is inverse that. He's going to have more talented players, more and talented. what he was doing is going to be better. Of course, he's going to win more games. This is Todd Munkin 2.0, y'all. Argument.
1: It's foolishness. Why are people so dumb? Listen. Because they're people. Folks, take it from the leather, man. <laughs> the Mike Bobo hire is a good hire. That's not my. I don't want that to be true it just i don't is feel true. that that's true it's just that's the only sensible conclusion you could come to when looking at the objective data that's clint. it you yeah. that's it that's simply it all right we're gonna be back later this week we've got lots more to cover on the pod this week um uh, and so clint and i will see y'all tomorrow see ya.